Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Drifting on Purpose, where we explore the ebb and flow of the uncertainties of life and how to authentically navigate them. We are your hosts, Addie and... And I'm Azriel. And our mission is to cultivate a community of deep thinkers looking to take the path less traveled to uncover their true selves. Topics range from authenticity, overcoming challenges, and finding your purpose and so much more. And we can't wait to share our conversations with you, our community, and our stories. Be sure to like and subscribe and follow along with us. Thanks so much for being here. Your support is deeply appreciated. It sure is. And so on today's episode, uh, we are going to be talking about the longest human study ever conducted on health and fulfillment over a lifetime um, and some of the insights that they grabbed from this study. So uh, Dr. Robert Rollinger, he's a professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical, and he's also the author of The Good Life, was the director of an 80-year-long study that followed participants from adolescence into old age. And they collected data on um, their physical and mental health, their jobs, their relationships, and more. And one of the overarching themes that they conducted from this study and they found from this study was that close relationships and social connections are crucial for the well-being as we age. Um, so people close to us, our, our connections, our relationships, these people act as stress regulators. So they kind of help our bodies slow down and calm down and return to equilibrium after some challenging life events. And what they found was that the study showed that people who had these types of connections and people that they could talk to during stressful times, they showed lower rates of diabetes, of arth lower rates of arthritis, chronic conditions, and cognitive decline. So today we're talking about really the importance of connection and human relationships. Amazing. And I'm going to bring up, just to coincide with this, and my own kind of studies and research, um, when Addie brought up this topic, I was like, oh, this reminds me of Barbara Fredrickson and her book, Love 2.0. Barbara Fredrickson is one of the world leading positive psychologists. Um, for the last two decades, she's been exploring the science of positive emotions like joy, gratitude, amusement, and hope. And she runs the Positive Emotions and Psychophysiology Lab out of University of Northern North Carolina. And in her book, this quote is really connected to um, what Addie just brought up. And I'm just going to read it here. It says, love is our supreme emotion. Its presence or absence in our lives influences everything we feel, think, do, and become. It's that recurrent state that ties you in your body and brain alike to the social fabric, to the bodies and brains of those in your midst. When you experience love, true heart, mind, soul, expanding love, you not only become better, able to see the larger tapestry of life and better able to breathe life into the connections that matter to you, but you also set yourself on a pathway that leads to more health, happiness, and wisdom. And I think it's just so amazing that these this study, uh, this Harvard study, and Barbara Fredrickson's research over the last couple of decades is so tied in. Um, the Harvard study talks about connection, and and Barbara specifically says calls it love, and she calls it love two point zero because 
she describes love 1.0 as connection or love with people around you, your, your immediate family. But when you go above and beyond that outward to your community or just the people in your neighborhood, something really magical happens. She calls it positivity resonance. And so it's like love is found in these tiny moments, the micro moments in which we are truly present, sharing a positive experience with someone. When that happens, our brains and bodies synchronize in truly stunning ways. Sprinkle in some mutual care for others, well-being, and you have positivity resonance, aka love. And I think that's the magic with community, right? Oh, absolutely. And what I immediately think of is I'm so lucky to have a coffee shop in my community. It's called Aspenwall Beans and Cream. And, you know, I see pretty much the same people there every single day, but it's it's one of the best moments of my morning um, because I get to say hi to Pete and Sam and and Megan and all the, the baristas behind the, the, the counter. Um, but then you go into these coffee shops and there's Pai, who is a local restaurant owner and his buddy Nico, who's in his 80s and he still boxes and you've got children and their families and everybody's just commingling. And it is is such a great feeling because not only are you you're watching these people and you get to interact with these people that you may not necessarily get to in other aspects of your life. But it also does breed that warm feeling of community. And every time I go there, I just get this immediate sense of gratitude of how lucky am I that I get to be in such a great environment where, you know, you can say hi to the, the barista. You can say hi to an 80-year-old sipping coffee with his buddy, talking about restaurants and cracking jokes. And um, it is so important, you know, and I think for people that... <sighs> may be struggling with really, really intimate relationships in their lives. Um, this doesn't mean that you can't have this sense of community or this sense of love um, through these micro experiences and micro um, interactions throughout your day. So, you know, one thing that um, I think Waldinger mentions in his study is that these people that have cultivated these relationships. You know, they're not just sitting back and waiting for somebody to come to their door or somebody to show up and just say, like, I want to be your friend. They're very proactive about it. Um, they're proactive about making plans with friends or they're proactive about going to their coffee shop or you know, being social to a point where you're getting out and you're talking to people. And so, um, you know, when I, when I do think of introverted people or shy people who may be struggling with this or um, I, I do feel for them, but I think just showing up to your coffee shop and maybe you sit there for, you know, an hour or two, a couple of days of the week, maybe you, you work there, you bring your laptop and you start to smile and you start to interact. You are going to feel that ripple effect of love and gratitude and community. Um, and I think over time, that's just going to build so that you, you do have a sense of community. Yeah, I like this quote to go along with that, which is, love doesn't just sit there like a stone. It has to be made like bread, remade all the time, made new by Ursula K. Le Guin. And I do feel like, so as an introverted person, I'm like an introvert extrovert. Me too. <laughs> so yeah, so I'd rather be like alone at home and be chilling and in my cozy space. Um, but I've, I've 
just call myself an extrovert outwardly, but that's been a cultivated thing. I mean, honestly, that's been something that I've been practicing to be that way. Um, going out for me and just interacting with someone now is much easier because I've practiced that. But what I'd recommend for someone who is feeling very introverted and very, very, it's hard for them socially is to go out, like you said, and give a smile. Mm -hmm. is to um, perhaps even say like a meditation or a prayer or a mantra that I am giving love off as an energy mm -hmm. and going out, going outside, <laughs> going out of your home mm -hmm. in public space and saying, I'm giving love off as an energy and giving that and showing it with your emotional, with your face, and just having that interaction, if you're too afraid or it's too much, a big, a big gap to actually say, hello, I'm so-and-so nice to meet you, you know, um, start there. I also think starting with something like a compliment. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, Addie, that necklace is really beautiful on you. It matches your eyes. Thank you. <laughs> I loved. You're welcome. You're welcome. And that's, that is something if you can do things like that you're gonna feel i just you know you you give that positivity residence to that person but you're feeling it too and what's cool about barbara frederickson studies is that she says that someone else that witnesses that two strangers interacting in that way they get the positivity residence as well i think that's really profound so when we're giving love when we're receiving love and people see it it's a ripple and we're literally affecting our world, you know, like um, Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. Um, that's one way we can be that change is by simply um, getting out of ourselves and looking around and, and having those opportunities to have those interactions with others. Yeah, I think it's so important. And let's take a, a step back and sort of review the COVID years, right? Mm. And I feel like it was a really, really difficult time for a lot of people. Um, and I think one of the reasons was because we were so isolated. Um, you know, we weren't working in community. We weren't sending our kids to school. We weren't going out to restaurants. We weren't going to coffee shops. We weren't having that necessary need to connect to people. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of people felt isolated and, and in general, you know, the study con concluded that 40% of adults already feel isolated and alone most of the time. So adding a pandemic on top of that and, and taking those connections away, um, you can understand why, you know, it was so difficult for people. Um, and I remember too, half joking, half being serious is like when we started to re-enter into the world and come back into it, it was hard to have conversations with people because it was like we forgot how to do it yeah and you know I noticed that I was giving grace to people but I feel like people were also giving grace to others for you know coming back into that way of of communicating and so um it, it just goes to show you how important connection is and how important it is to your mental health and your physical health and just your overall well-being yeah and I think it's interesting, too, that Barbara Fredrickson talks about exiting your cocoon of self self absorption. Mm. You know, it's it's basically where we all live all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like you said, during COVID years, that was it was obviously heightened to exponential degrees. Yeah. Um, but 
in order to, when we can do that, when we can see beyond the narrow confines of our own goals or our own thoughts or our own worries, mm -hmm. that is really powerful mm -hmm. to be able to connect with other people. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love that so much. And, and it kind of goes back to what Sensei Victoria Whitfield was saying last week um, with the affect, right? Like nowadays we are so connected to our phones, right? And yes. so we're, we're creating this isolation, this bubble around us. We're not even focused. Like what we're looking at is so close to our face that we're forgetting what's beyond us and beyond our world and beyond what we're looking at on our phones. And um, I think it's so important. And I, I would challenge our listeners to just put down all digital and just go outside and take in the awe and the beauty of nature and your community and the people that surround you and um, the sky or the mountain range or the fields or the streams, whatever it is, write down five to 10 things that just ground you and just take your breath away. And it could be as small as a ladybug or a beautiful flower, but I think getting out of that little bubble and, and into the world and engaging again with your community, engaging again with nature, engaging with your own self and being present within your body and not being so distracted all the time, I think is also going to help to open that cocoon up and allow yourself to live a more fulfilled and, and healthy life. Yeah, absolutely. And to be able to go beyond our phone, which is like, I feel like our these this technology, talking about pandemics, I almost feel like that's causing a pandemic of isolation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when um, this 80 year study concluded, but to talk about 40% of adults, you know, adults are feeling lonely already. I'm wondering what it is now, oh, you know, wow. with, with this tech, you know, that we do every day. Um, but to go beyond that, to put it down, to open up, to practice gratitude, to be thankful for the relationship we already do have, and then mm -hmm. to cultivate more mm -hmm. and authentically put ourselves out there mm -hmm. and perfectly imperfectly. Yeah. 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 Saying hi to someone, you know, and I think in that study, he also talks about, um, or the article talks about it's not putting like an Instagram post and waiting for likes. It's being proactive and actually calling someone. Right. Exactly. And I, I think this goes beyond just adults too, especially with the tech age. So mm. many adult, you know, preteens and adolescents are showing sky high rates of, of depression and anxiety and, and, you know, I think we were blessed in a sense that we were sort of the last I had last adolescents to, to go through life without being constantly connected to a phone or the internet. And, um, I mean, growing up back then was hard and I can't even imagine being constantly flooded with all this information that you get through social media and then feeling connected to your peers and feeling connected to yourself on top of it when you're going through so many changes. Um, and so if there are parents listening you know, I think it's really important to carve out that time, not only for yourself to get outside and to, to take in nature or whatever it may be, but also to connect with your children and have them do the same types of practice um, so that they can see that the world is much larger than what's 
what's sitting in their phone. Yeah, and this idea of love 2.0 um, is really about connection. And I think that's what we're talking about. Love is connection. And Barbara Fredrickson says, love upgraded as positivity resonance comes in many flavors. It bends towards compassion when suffering is salient. And it bends towards celebration when good fortune is salient. Above all, love is connection. In connection, you are far more likely to recognize what other people are going through and meet them where they are, sincerely wishing them the very best. Mm. So it's this idea of compassionate love and celebratory love. It looks different, but the whole point is get out there. Mm -hmm. and connect to the best of your ability, wherever you are at in your mm -hmm. life or wherever you are at in your feelings. It is so important. That's the whole point of the study is who are you connecting with today? And it reminds me of a couple of things. This idea that children spell, spell love, T-I-M-E. Mm -hmm. And then the other concept that comes to my mind is we are the average of the five people we are around the most. Mm -hmm. who are you connecting with who is around you what information are you hearing what digital mentors are you listening to all the time news sources or or this or that so who are you being around what connections are you cultivating that's so important too and, and just maybe having weekly check-ins with yourself too mm -hmm. you know if you've been hanging out with somebody and every time you come back you're like hmm but it just doesn't feel great. Like I'm not really vibing or I'm not sure that their principles are the same as mine or, um, and so again, just being able to sort of differentiate between the two of those and, and cultivating the ones that do feel good, um, versus softly letting go or walking away from things that don't serve you. Um, because the one thing that, um, Dr. Waldender does talk about is, these are healthier relationships, you know, these are relationships that bring value to your life and, and not tear you down and, and the toxicity and stuff like that. We, we, those types of relationships just do not serve you well, um, and are going to have the opposite effect. Yeah. There's so many things that add and create, you know, something that we call a good life, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, the recipe is different for every human. <laughs> We're mm -hmm. all unique. But what this 80-year Harvard study is showing is that one of the most important things, and I think that's what we want people to hear, mm -hmm. is that the connections you create with the people around you and your community are going to help you feel joy, mm -hmm. feel alive, to feel more purposeful and whole. So really consider who are you spending time with how are they adding to you and how are you adding to them? Mm -hmm. What are you giving to them as well? Are you just taking, or are you also giving? Yeah. The, um, the, you get what you give, right? So what you pour out into the world, you hope to get back. Um, and so you want to be cultivating those positive memories, the, or positive memory, sorry, positive experiences, um, so that, you're surrounding yourself with better vibes, better energy, better people, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
Thanks for wanting to talk about this. Absolutely. I think, I think this is our total mission. It's just to cultivate a community of deep thinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're someone that's interested in connecting, please reach out to Addie or I on Instagram, you know, on Instagram or social media. Um, I could even put my email address on the show notes. And if you, you know, are looking to connect further, that's why we're here. This is what we're, this is why we're doing this. So to challenge people to cultivate your community where you are at, wherever you are, in whatever state you are, start doing it and seeing the benefits of that. So on that note, you guys, thanks for catching us on another episode of Drifting on Purpose. Um, Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment so we can continue cultivating this uh, community of deep thinkers. We're so happy you're here and we can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for stopping by. Bye everyone. Thank you.